Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Buzz Talk. I'm your, I'm your host, Kevin Henry. I'm joined by, once again, Matthew Violet. And we have some good news for you. For today, for the rest of this podcast's life, hopefully Eternity. for our lives, it's, uh, it's always going to be there. Uh, Matthew Violet. I'd like to uh, be the first one Matthew to who? Anna- Matthew who? Matthew Violet, aka Maddie Purple. I'd like to in the house. I'd like to announce you as the new co-host for Buzz Talk. The floor I'm is yours. Honored. I'm honored. I appreciate that. A lot of love. I appreciate that. I feel it. I feel it. Is there a pay raise? Uh, that's negotiable. Um, we're not going to get into the language talk on air, but. Um, you know, come see me after and we'll see where we can go and in, in what direction, but definitely open to it. You know, it just depends uh, where, you know, what you want to do for, for the buzz talk. Uh, it, it's duly noted that not only has Matt made all of the in, <laughs> intro, <laughs> intro songs and outro songs, uh, that delightful, spooky Halloween intro last week, uh, but he also came up with our newest logo that should be attached to this episode. Uh, but Matt, before we get going, what is, uh, what's the most excited thing you're, you're in for, for this podcast and, and the future of it? I'd love to hear it. I'm just hoping you can learn how to speak English well, because right now it's a struggle, my friend. Well, that's no, why, I appreciate that's that. why you're here. I appreciate that. Dirty Greek. Um, I wasn't expecting the pay raise anyways, but no, I appreciate that. And uh, as always, buzzing folks, let us know how we can make this better for you because we do this for you, not for us. But tell me about this Pats game, Kev. It was, I watched it. It was ugly. I mean, that's not winning football from either team. Holy cow. Before before we get into that, uh, I want to congratulate you on uh, almost getting over your sickness. I got over, I graduated from my sickness over the weekend. I know you're still is lingering. So uh, <laughs> I about that. this is the noted flu game. Uh, it is going to be the title of this episode because we're both, we're both struggling. Uh, but what's the only way it's through only way is through only way is through flu game. We're out here. We're doing our best for you guys. Hopefully my voice ain't too scraggly. Well, Let's get moving. Uh, so like you alluded yeah, to about this ugly game, ugly game. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great for both sides. Uh, Patriots beat the New York Jets, the five and two New York Jets um, went into MetLife, beat them 22 to 17. Uh, not the most impressive win. Zach Wilson threw up on himself. He threw for 20, completed 20 out of his 41 passes. Uh, 350 yards, which is a lot against a Belichick uh, defense. However, he needed every yard and then some two touchdowns and then three horrid picks. But Mac Jones on the opposing side did not look all that much better. Um, He threw for 24 out of 35, 194 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, And it was almost a season-changing interception pick six that he threw 
Uh, it was to Jacoby Myers. It was all on Mac. It seemed like uh, I forget the the cornerback's name, but he returned it. However, uh, which would have made it seventeen to three. However, uh, th- that got called back due to a roughing the passer call. Uh, the Patriots went down, kicked the field goal. Nick Falk, MVP of this game. Uh, I texted uh, you that. Yeah, he did. That guy's good. He's been around for a while, hasn't he? Uh, he yeah, he's he's a vet. I, I want to say fifteen plus years. He's I forget what the shrieks at, but he's made like the most consecutive field goals under 50 yards. Uh, he's a wagon. He's just consistent as it gets. And we're very lucky to have him on our team. The Patriots haven't had a lot of kickers, uh, you know, since we've been alive. So, um, you know, it's definitely important, especially in this offense to, to have a kicker like Nick Folk, but the most important headline, well, importance is is up to the the viewer here but uh bill belichick moves into second place in all-time coaching wins at 325 passing george hallis uh could have passed it against george hallis's uh former team last week however that's not how things unfolded he is now 347 minus 325 matt can you do the numbers for me 23 wins and it looks like sounds like 22 based off what you said. He's 23 and he passes. Okay. Don't forget, folks, call our high school dropout, high school dropout. Give him so give him a break. Give him a break. We're working on it. We're working Does on it. Does not have his GED. I do have my GED. That is all I have. I don't have a diploma, who's but counting? we're working on it. We're working. Who's, who's counting? We're working on it. It's, Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> but no, uh, um, I think that's a testament to Bill Belichick's greatness. I mean, it just sounds like whether it's a vet QB like Tom or whether it's, you know, new folks like Zappy and Mac, he, this guy knows what to do to get wins, which is, I think, really impressive. I, I just am fascinated by, you know, what he's able to do and how he's able to react. I always thought as a, you know, lesser football fan um, than a lot of our friends, I've always thought it's really cool because I know whenever I watch the Pats, I know, I, I just thought like whenever, even if we're down in the, in the first half, that second half, you never know what to expect. Um, and that's kind of a testament to his ability to adjust. Yeah, it's uh, this has been a, a, a interesting coaching year so far, but Bill Belichick, you know, he he's fundamentally sound. He, you know, over prepares his team's always ready to go out for the most part. If you exclude that Bears game, hopefully, he, you know, all goes well. We get another four or five wins this year. He'll be on track to probably pass. uh Don Shula in three years, if not two years, you know, if, if he, you know, Bill Belichick's teams are never going to be, I think, you know, now six and 11 is, is hard to see. I can see eight and nine, nine and eight, maybe even seven and 10, but the job he did with the Cam Newton team even was impressive. So, uh, you know, I, I think if he can average out, a few more wins here and then get eight or nine at, you know, minimum the next two years, which I think he'll be able to just depends on how long he wants to keep doing it. I think it's something that matters to him uh, as a historian of the game. So uh, I definitely hope so for Bill. He's, he's been at this a long time and he definitely deserves all the credit that comes with it, even though he, uh, he might not always speak up on it or want the accolades. He does it for, for the love of football and, uh, the love of teaching, you know, I think that gets underwritten a lot is he's, he's a, an amazing teacher and, uh, 
it's been it's been a pleasure watching him. Hopefully, we get a few more years of him. If you ever want to get motivated, go YouTube a Bill Belichick's highlights. Holy cow! Um, no matter what you're doing in your life, you, there's a lot you can learn from this guy. Very stoic, to say the least. Yeah, but you know, enough of that. Um, no, I think one cool thing I looked. I'm always clicking on the you know my small football brain. I say you know what's the what's the standings right now? I click on the playoff button. Eight eight teams make the playoffs now. Is that correct? Seven. That's is it seven? So it was six and now it's seven. Correct. A couple, so, couple years ago. So okay. yeah, th- uh, four division winners, three wild cards. That's so only one team now, gets a bye. Yeah, sure. So we are not um playoffs. We're not in the playoffs if the season ended today, but we are one game away from that. So despite it's it's I think it's kind of and we don't have to, you know, uh go blow New England again for another five minutes, but despite um you know it's kind of rocky not even rocky but just a whatever season um by new england standards so far like just uh is another testament to how crazy things have been the last 20 years because a lot of people are kind of whatever about the patriots right now and we're literally still almost in the playoffs so blessed to be in boston yeah i mean i think the moral of the story is the national football league is a hard league to win in and that just shows how amazing the things that Brady and Belichick did over that 20 year span. Um, you know, Brady's even struggling down in Tampa right now. So, uh, you know, hopefully the Patriots can, can cling on to a nine and eight, 10 and seven record this year. There's not much, much expectation of them winning a Super Bowl. I think the last time that really came into play was last year we were at nine and four. I think we were at seven straight wins. Uh, but once they went into, uh, funny enough Indianapolis and they lost that game that's kind of when things spiraled out of control and then you went into Buffalo and got the brakes beaten off you but uh enough Patriots talk they do go into Indianapolis or they play at home against the Indianapolis Colts I expect to win there and they'll be on their bye week the following week then back in the Jets and cool thing is they will have a Sunday night or excuse me a Thursday night Thanksgiving game uh, so that's going to be a fun game to watch going into Minnesota. I got one more thing before you start, before I let you loose on these power rankings. I noticed that last bullet you had, and I've been loving watching this guy, Ramadre. Is that how you say it? Ramadre. Ramadre. Yep. Ramadre Stevenson. That guy is good. Where does these guys, where does Belichick pull these guys out of? I never heard of that guy. I don't think till this year. And I'm, and I'm obviously a bad football fan, but this guy's crushing. Yeah. He's a second year guy. Uh, you know, he's kind of taken over the lead role. Uh, I did find a good stat here. Uh, so there's seven running backs in the NFL with 70 plus rushes and 30 plus receptions. Those are the likes of Mixon, Fournette, McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, Kamara, Eckler, and last but not least, Stevenson. So, you know, he's not your typical dual threat from Kamara, but he is, he is a, a dual type running back. And, uh, you know, hopefully he he kind of just progresses in a positive way and can stay healthy because he's been a big game changer. But ultimately, you don't want your best player on your offensive side being a running back. That kind of means your team isn't that great. We ideally want that to be a quarterback or uh, to a lesser degree, a wide receiver. But hopefully Mac can put a few things together here. And, you know, I'm not too concerned about us going advancing far into the playoffs obviously as a new england sports fan you you pray for super bowls but if we're being realistic as long as we see improvement from mac jones and 
you know, hopefully we make the playoffs and, you know, we have another early round exit. I think that's formidable, but you got to find out if he's the guy, you got two more years left with him. And if you don't know by the end of year three, uh, it's time to look for another quarterback, but nonetheless, let's get moving on here. <clears throat> I want to get into the power rankings. I'll start from 10 down. Uh, number 10, the Miami Dolphins with Tua back. Tua is 5-1 and one in games he starts. Uh, the team is 5-3 and three overall. They went into Detroit 131-27. Uh, I have them at number 10, and they just acquired Bradley Chubb from the Broncos. So that's a huge centerpiece for them moving forward. And if they sign him to a long-term deal, that's going to work out just fine. Moving on to number nine, they slid down in the power rankings. The New York Giants losing on the road to Seattle against a good Seattle team, but uh, special teams and turnovers is what hurt them. So had to drop them down to nine. Hopefully they can uh, can figure things out. The 49ers having a much needed win coming in at number eight, 31-14 at the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, definitely an exciting team, and I think they'll move their way up in these rankings. I think they're uh, a contender right there with the Eagles. Number seven, uh, the surprising team uh, looked like the Russell Wilson trade paid off for them. Five and three Seahawks. They beat the Giants 27-13. That defense is underrated, and they are at number seven and leading the NFC West. I just want to stop you there for a second. I you know, peewee peanut football brain. I thought Geno Smith, and I, I think I heard his name back. He was on the jets, but he must've you know left my brain. I thought he was a newer guy. He's not a new guy at all. And so I've seen some mm -hmm. pretty cool articles about how he's kind of really living out his fancy now. Um, yeah, you know, all of his journey dreams. He's crushing right now. So that's cool to him. Shout out you, Gino. Yeah, it's a great story. And I love seeing him do well. Uh, West Virginia quarterback at that uh, number six, the Baltimore Ravens who, acquired Roquan Smith. Uh, they're at five and three. They beat the 20, the three and five Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 27, 22 is a Thursday night game in Tampa. Uh, Tampa's struggling here. They, they need to figure it out, but more so the Ravens, uh, you know, they, they, they're right on the cusp. They're not the bills or chiefs, but they can definitely make some noise and, Hopefully uh, figure things out. Lamar definitely needs to get paid, uh, but that doesn't look like that's going to happen during the season. Moving into number five, I'm ready to take the Cowboys seriously now with Dak Prescott. They were pretty good with Cooper Rush. They're even a lot better with Dak Prescott. And Tony Pollard, uh, he is an amazing running back. And when Zeke comes back, he's definitely, you know, Zeke's obviously the higher payer, higher paid running back but when all is said and done Tony Pollard is very impressive and so is that defense they went at home 49-29 against the Chicago Bears and now coming in at number four the, Prime Vikings, time. the Vikings uh six and one I'm not sure what their ceiling is I don't think it's it's all that high but I'm riding the wave as of right now uh they won at home against the 30 against the Cardinals 34 to 26. Uh, I don't expect the Vikings to be in the top four or five when the season ends, but I like the direction they're going. And it seems like the games that they seem to lose last year, they end up winning this year. Number three, the Chiefs at five and two, they were on their bye week. 
Uh, Andy Reid is amazing off the bye. I expect them to win this Sunday night in Tennessee. Uh, you know, they're, these are the juggernauts right now in the NFL so far. Uh, number two, the Eagles. What more can I say? 7-0, and a 35-13 to win at home against the Steelers, the Battle of Pennsylvania. Uh, and the Eagles have one of the easier strength of schedule, if not the easiest for the rest of the year. It's not ready for undefeated talk, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. They do play in the NFC Beast. Last but not least, the Bills didn't even have that impressive of a game, but made it look pretty turnkey against the Packers uh, this past Sunday night. They win 27-17, to and that rounds out the top 10 NFL power rankings. Matt, anything to add there? I don't think I got too much. I always had a question. What is it going to take you to be a true Eagles believer? Why are, not, why are they not above the Bills? You know, they still have to play the Cowboys again. I believe, I don't know if they played the Giants yet, but if they can win their division outright, uh, I, I have to look at their schedule. But, you know, they they haven't really beaten a tested team. They beat the Cowboys, but that was with Cooper Rush. So um, I, I just like to see more stronger wins against better opponents. Um, and it's not their fault that they've gotten the schedule and, and all that. I think they're a great team, and I think they're the team to beat. But don't be surprised if the Cowboys or 49ers are knocking on that door when we get to, uh, you know, December, January football, because that's where legends are made and real football. Uh, well, the play is play. Itself. Exactly. But no, last thing is um, Tom, you know, always has a way of getting it done. <laughs> I love how we always go back to Tom. I always go back to Tom. You look at the NFC South, you know, they're one game out of being in the playoffs, given how football works. Um, so it sounds like they might luck out from being in kind of a crappy division. Yeah, uh, they still got a lot to play for. If anyone can figure out, it is Tom. However, uh, they've looked pretty marginal at best offensively. They have a lot of injuries on the defensive side as well. They just lost their best defensive end and, you know, top two defensive player and Shaq Barrett. So, uh it's a it's they got their work cut out for them but uh you know hope tom's got a lot of off the field stuff going on too but he's a professional if anyone can do it it's him so i always root for him every sunday unless it's against the pats of course but uh hopefully they can trend in, in a better direction they have a game at home next week uh against another desperate team in the los angeles rams mm. but tell me about these trades yeah, so record 10 trades were made on today's deadline day. We're recording that's this like, on that's Tuesday. Like a, sorry. Yeah, it, that's like a league record? It is, yeah, um, at mm. least on deadline day. It, it's never generally like this. It's usually uh, – it's more like the MLB and the NBA are bigger on this on deadline day. But um, I think we are living in a world where it's a lot more sped up and owners pay a lot of money and – uh, want better results quicker, right? So, um, you know, I think the teams that see potential in being contenders this year are going to make those moves. And I think, you know, teams are who don't see themselves in the picture are, are going to, you know, develop draft capital and, and try to do it that way. So uh, I'll hit on these real quick. The first one to drop today was TJ Hawkinson going from the Lions to the Vikings. That's big for Minnesota. They just lost Irv Smith Jr., their tight end, uh, to 
a, I forget what kind of injury, but he, it says he's out uh, eight to 10 weeks. Uh, I alluded to this earlier, Bradley Chubb with for going from the Broncos to the Dolphins. He just saw his counterpart, Roquan Smith, get traded to the Baltimore Ravens just a few days ago. Jeff Wilson running back for the Niners. Now a newly acquired McCaffrey is there and get going to get most of the reps. He is traded to the Dolphins. Uh, Calvin Ridley, who's not eligible to play this year due to betting. He is going from the Falcons, no going from the Falcons to the Jaguars. Uh, they're going all in for, for Trevor Lawrence. I think that's a great pickup for him. Uh, and I'm excited to see what he can do coming out of suspension next year. Uh, Chase Edmonds going from the Dolphins to the Broncos. Uh, you know, the Broncos lost Javante Williams, a promising young back earlier this year, torn ACL and PCL. Uh, so that that is a, a good pickup for Russ in that offense. And I think another underrated one was another trade was Naheem Hines from the Colts going to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, and I think Zach Moss from the Bills went to the Colts in this deal. The Bills uh, don't have a great run game, but they now have Singletary. They have James Cook, Dalvin Cook's younger brother. And now Naheem Hines can, can fill, I wouldn't say a void, but he's going to be a primarily a uh, dual threat running back, and he's going to work great in that offense if I if I had to predict. Lastly, Chase Claypool from the Steelers to the Bears. Uh, the Steelers have an overload of talent at wide receiver, so it kind of made sense to get rid of him. I'm not sure how good that's going to be for the Bears, but definitely uh, works out. Now they have Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, and Akil Harry they added this year as well. So hopefully some more targets and talent for Justin Fields moving forward. Nani, Keel Harry guy stinks. Boo. Boo, we don't like that guy. No, maybe hopefully he gets it done. I, I never want to root bad for everybody or anybody, but um, what was I going to say? I had something to say. Mm, I don't know what it is about these Bills guys, but it might be Josh Allen's smile or something, but for some reason I kind of want them to get it this year. Yeah, they're, they're just a great fan base, and – you know, as a Patriots fan, uh, you you never think you root for a team in the division to do well, but uh, the Bills are are kind of likable in my opinion. I think that's that's very uh, opinion based. Obviously, some people in our, as Patriots fans hate them. Uh, I just don't think we're even in the same league as them. If I'm being realistic, so uh, it's hard to root against them. Uh, we still have two games against them this year, so. Hopefully we can squeeze one of them out, but I don't see us keeping up with their offense. And, uh, you know, Josh Allen, good story coming out of college, out of Wyoming, was overlooked by a lot of uh, high-profile schools. And everyone wants to root for the underdog, right? That's why Tom Brady's so compelling, um, even in his early days. So uh, definitely a fun story and a team that honestly is a force to be reckoned with, uh, for probably the next decade, if, if all goes well. You know, until the pass can get together and, you know, kind of start throwing it their way too. So I can give you a breather. Do you want to move into the NBA? I do. Uh, get it started. Let me give you a breather. So, yeah, some crazy news. I think um, all the basketball fans know, uh, you know, by the end of the, end of the day today here, e, I hope I don't botch his name, Ime Udoka, hope I said that right, is – 
looks like he's going to be hired by the Nets, um, the suspended Celtics coach. And so that's kind of been a quite the, I don't know, quite the shocker for us Boston's fans. And because maybe, I mean, maybe I assume we're kind of expecting him to come back next year. We had a great run to the finals next year. Well, that's not going to happen. It sounds like he's going to the Nets. I feel bad for the guy. Um, it might've been a red flag because I would hate, I already said this, you know, to you earlier, I would hate to be on the nets. I would hate to be coaching the nets. I'd hate to be living in Brooklyn, getting me away from the nets. Um, I called out, I called out before the NBA started that they're going to be a disaster what's happening so far. And yeah, we're, you know, six, 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 six games in, but you know, I guess we're the media now, Kev and the media is short term. So they stink. They're going to keep stinking. Um, they're literally two and five and Ben Simmons has paid $35 million and he's averaging six more points than me right now. Six more points than me. I think that's crazy to take that line. Uh, it's a classic Charles Barkley line. Insane. Um, I think the ad, I mean, I'm just going on some random nets rant. Let me stop this before I get too crazy, but the nets stink. Um, Kyrie stinks. Ben Simmons stinks. I, I love Steve Nash. So I'm happy he got out of there. But to go back to the Celtics, um, it sounds like Joe Mazzulla is the guy um, because obviously, you know, Emei is gone. So we're not expecting him to come back. And it seems like it's working. So, you know, this past week, um, a good win against the, I mean, actually not a good win against the Wizards. I'll touch on that. And then a loss to a, a really good looking Cavs team. But we're four and two. Um, I think when they look hot, they look very hot. Um, I mean, I get my boy Pritchard in, but it looks like that's not happening. Lowest minutes on the whole team, but they're moving the ball well. We have multiple threats, you know, with Brogdon, with Tatum, with Brown, et cetera. Um, I realize I get the Williams mixed up. I thought Grant Williams was the one that's out. It's Robert. I was right. confused. I, I saw the whole Batman and all that. Um, I don't know what it is about that guy. I want to hang out with Grant Williams. He just seems like a nice guy. Very but nice guy. He seems like a really nice guy. But yeah, no, these guys look good. Um, but I'm, I, I, I don't want to say I'm worried, but and and maybe you know other Boston fans um, disagree. But I, so I don't know if you saw any of the Wizards game. We're up by thirty, and then the Wizards bring it back within eight. You know, within nine, eight, nine, and within the last the game quarter, of runs. Right no, it is a game of runs, and I do think you know when you're up by that much, you probably get lazy. You could try to get the bench some reps, so you know they get some experience. But I felt, I felt my stomach drop a little bit watching this, just because I know about. Um, the Celtics problems they've had in the past couple of years, keeping leads. Right. You know, I can, I, I can remember all the texts we've sent to each other, you know, what the heck's going on. Um, so hopefully, you know, they made it to the finals last year. Hopefully a lot of that um, nervousness among maybe a Tatum, maybe a Brown, maybe a smart that, that I'm sure they're in their heads after, after blowing a few leads in a row, you have to be in your head about that. Um, hopefully that kind of, they're kind of working out of that gene or whatever you want to call it. But um, they look good. I mean, I think like we have Tatum averaging 30, 31, you know, we have smart dropping um, 10 assists a game. You no, know, he's killing it. I th probably just made that up. I think it's more like seven, but um, they're crushing. They look good. Um, it sounds like the new coach is working out Missoula, you know, a young guy that probably relates to the guys pretty well. Um, and then, you know, you have, Oh wait, no, am I making this up? Is, Br is Brad Stevens gone? No, Brad Stevens is the executive now. He's the okay, general manager. He went upstairs. Who, he's a suit. Oh, guy. it's, 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 it didn't Ainge leave. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. He of. resigned and then he went to Utah and Utah is actually playing very well with house money and young kids. Yeah. So, um, cause I knew we still have some, cause you're always worried with the young coach. Um, I feel like young coach is either a disaster or it goes really well. I mean, wasn't the Rams coach not to go back football. Wasn't he like 38? Like he's very, yeah, he was like the youngest coach in the NFL by far. I, I, yeah, I forget. So. I think 36 when he started 35. <clears throat> But no, they look hot. Um, like we said, we're seven games in, six games in, but I think they look hot. And I'm excited to see, you know, what they can do this year. So maybe I'll try to catch a game when I'm back in New England or something. Yeah. Uh, first, 
I want to say, want to give you an applause because that was your first lead on a segment and I think you crushed it. Uh, That's the most I've heard you talk on, on this podcast. And uh, you know, that's got me thinking about the pay raise. We'll see, you know, I'm not going (laughs) to jump to conclusions here, but uh, beautifully said, Uh, I want to touch on this very briefly. uh, And, you know, this can be conversational, of course, but uh, the biggest winner here is Steve Nash. Now, obviously, absolutely, he was, Jesus uh, Christ, he, don't get me started again on those goddamn nets. <laughs> obviously, uh, Joe Mahoney's gonna be upset. Hopefully, he <laughs> listens to the pod, but he won't tolerate the net slander. Anyways, uh, I know you know Steve Nash was a tremendous player. I'm not sure of how good of a coach he was, but he wasn't working with the best egos. Uh, Obviously, Kyrie is tremendous of a NBA talent. He is. He's very much a, a me guy, very much a selfish guy. So, um, you know, there's just a lot of egos in play there, you know. But Kevin Durant, I mean, he wished for this and he wanted to play with his friend. And sometimes you don't mix uh, work with pleasures, if you would. Um, ben Simmons, I think, will will figure it out. He, he's definitely got something mentally wrong as far as shooting the basket or you know he needs to be aggressive because he could really be something special in Brooklyn um not that he has to score at a high rate but just making the right basketball moves when those opportunities present themselves uh I think this is actually who knows if it's a good good uh move for the Nets um and who knows if Ime is officially hired that's been the talk that's who they're gonna pursue uh I think good riddance for the Celtics I'm you know, it's amazing that nothing's been leaked out. Uh, Ime, I mean, hasn't even made a public appearance since this. Um, you know, it's just a weird thing when he he was kind of exercised as a guy who, you know, who should be out of the league at one point is now going to be vying for one of the better jobs, you know, on paper in the NBA. So just really weird stuff to wrap your head around. Um and more so in, in a positive light, you alluded to it, but Joe Missoula being the guy, I think he, he's got the player's respect. I think he's a big player's coach. And, um, I, I you know, it, it's amazing. You know, Ime had great success. Uh, you know, he brought a team to the finals in his first year. So that can't be understated. However, um, you know, it, it, it's good for Ime. Uh, the Nets are a flawed team and, He's uh he's one for knowing how to fill some holes. No, I think so. <laughs> uh, I thought you were talking about Missoula. No, that's good. Yeah, that guy yeah, fills holes. Doesn't matter where the holes are. He's gonna go fill them up. So, um, but no, I, and I'm looking at the stats here. I know basketball is weird um, in the sense where I bet actually most sports are like this, but we have a, a you know a steep drop off after Brown and Tatum. But I feel like usually you know you have two high point scores anyways um you know a lot of teams only have one so right but no I, i'm glad to see um i'm glad to see brogdon is doing well i'm also i mean i see he hasn't started a single game which means he's probably comfortable in that um you know bench role which mm-hmm. is great i mean i think that's deadly personally every i mean i don't know how much amateur sports extend to professional but you know whenever i played intramurals or when i played you know adult leagues or whatever athlete. like when you have a when you have yeah big athlete here big all the sports give them come you know, every sport come my way <laughs> Um, but no, and I'm just saying that when you have a strong bench, like when, you know, you have people come off the bench and your talent doesn't drop, like that's huge. Um, because what that means is, you know, your, your starters are getting rest, but you haven't actually, you know, dropped any skill at all on the court. So 
I'm excited for this team. Um, I, I see Grant Williams as well coming off the bench, but still, I say come off the bench, but these guys are still getting, you know, 25 minutes a game, so they're playing a full game. Right. Um, so, so. I'm excited. As, you know, I'm 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 excited about this team. I'd love to see I'd love to see them take it all the way. As as long as the Celtics can, you know, stay afloat defensively, um they're getting killed on the boards, but uh, you know, if they can hold off until Rob Williams comes back and it's not great to kind of weigh the defense being good on, on Rob Williams as he's had injury history in the past, obviously. So hopefully uh, he can come back and make a big difference. Um, lastly, in summation of, of Steve Nash, 164 total games, coach for the Brooklyn Nets, just over two seasons. Uh, he went 94 and 67, seven and nine in the playoffs. He beat the Celtics in round one two years ago uh, and then got swept by them this past year on the way to the Celtics getting to the finals. Uh, not wildly successful coaching career for the Nets. Hopefully, if that's what he continues to do, he finds another job and hopefully with a lot less antics. Um, but that's really all I have on the Nets. Uh, the Celtics uh, resume tomorrow. I want to say yeah, against the Cavs again. Oh, wait. Am I, no, I'm not making that up. Yeah, against the Cavs again tomorrow. <laughs> Is that Cavs. in uh, in Cleveland? Okay. Yeah. So another hard game. Uh, Donovan Mitchell and Karis Levert play very well. And they're, they're such a good team. They're, they're deep. They have the right weapons. They, they seem like they can be a real juggernaut if they continue on this, this path they're on. Oh, buzz, buzz, buzzity taco. We're buzzing over here and we're talking over there. Buzz taco, talkity buzz. Oh, buzz, buzz, buzz. Oh, talkity talk. Buzz, talkity talk. Buzz, 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 talkity, talk, talk, buzz, talk, talk, talkity, buzz, buzz, talkity, buzz. Okay, week nine, Pickums back at it with Connor Meehan. Connor, how you doing? Doing well, Kev, doing well. Um, feeling good after this week. Um, and, and quick shout out before we get to going too far I actually just told my dad uh that we're doing these weekly picks so he's going to be tuning in shout out andy hey, uh, and without further ado i'm i'm ready to roll we appreciate you am legend of the game legend of the game keep hitting them straight all right so uh a little recap on week eight uh i, I we actually had four different picks i want to say i think i said five at the end of last episode but uh, nonetheless, I believe it was four. Doesn't matter. Uh, numbers are are facts. Facts are numbers. Connor Meehan, twelve and three, a outstanding performance. Uh, near perfect, seventy four and forty seven overall. Uh, myself, ten and five. You know, got to get back to the drawing board. Uh, you know, two and a half back of Connor. I'm sitting at seventy two and fifty. A lot of good football last week. Felt like. Uh, the games were moving a little slow. However, uh, football is better than no football. So that's how I perceive it. But a lot of good games this week. You mentioned this off air, a lot of buys. Uh, only two teams were on a buy last week. I believe that was Kansas City and LA. Uh, I'm not going to go through all the teams on buys this week. However, uh, let's jump right into this, these picks. Thursday night game. Uh Thursday nights have just been blah, and they seem like they're going to continue to be. Uh, this week, Philadelphia 7-0 going into Houston. 
who did not make a move uh, trading Brandon Cooks. They are at one five and one. Uh, I'm with Philly through and through on this. Yeah, and, and quick note: we're uh, we're at week nine. We're officially past halfway, which is crazy. a crazy thing. Crazy thing. So um excited to to open this gap a little bit more against you um on the second half but uh i got philly too not not much of a, a tough one like you said it's going to be I'm sure it's going to be a dud uh a turn it off at half kind of game uh mm-hmm. give me the phillies they actually have the easiest remaining strength schedule the rest of the year so undefeated uh, uh it's Und- possible I, I think 10 and 0 is absolutely in the uh in the card so uh giving them on the road okay moving on one o'clock Los Angeles Chargers coming off a bye, four and three. They did lose J.C. Jackson. Uh, I forget what his injury was. However, he's gone for the season. Going into the first place in the NFC South, Atlanta Falcons. Probably should have lost that game against the Panthers. Uh, Eddie Pinero, not a fan favorite in Carolina these days. Uh, But four and four nonetheless. And I'll let you start with this one. Yeah, you know. I actually just switched my luckily, uh, you know, and I am going to switch. It's the first time I've ever done it on air. Um, but you made a good point to me. I feel good about the coming off a bye uh, with with these t- kind of teams. I, I like the extra week to kind of get things together, especially when they're a team with this much talent. Uh, I think the Falcons are better than people expected, but I obviously think the Chargers are better on paper. Should get it done. Uh, give me the Chargers on the road. Yeah, I'm with you too. I think a bye came out of much needed time for these Chargers team. Uh, Herbert needs to get back in the in the fluid of things. Um, Keenan Allen another week healthy. That's going to be huge for them. Uh, give me the Chargers on the road. Going forward to the Miami Dolphins, five and three. Uh, I believe they're undefeated when two will play, or five and one when two will play. I guess the Cincinnati game he started and lost. Um, Going into looks like a revamped Chicago Bears offense. They're at three and five. They put up 29 points against the Dallas Cowboys, but that was definitely not enough in Jerry's world. Uh, I'm going with the home team, or excuse me, I'm going with the away team here. Uh, the Dolphins look good, especially adding Bradley Chubb to the mix. Yeah, I think that helps to solidify a uh, Super Bowl, you know, contender type roster. Um, Still not the best team in the division, but that's that's you know not saying a lot because they're the best team in football is in their division. But uh, Bears go and get Chase Claypool. Could see that offense continue to improve uh, and could be right you know hanging around for a wild card spot. But I like the uh, Dolphins here on the road as well. How about Nikhil Harry getting a touchdown catch? You know, last week. <laughs> did he ever have one in New England? Or I think he had one. Uh, I want to say I know one off the top of my head was uh, when we were playing the Chiefs, Cam Newton year, Cam Newton got hurt. Uh, I believe Brian Hoyer went in and he got either benched or got hurt. And Jared Stidham threw him a touchdown pass in the yeah. back corner of the end zone. There's also another time his rookie year when Brady was playing, when we were playing the Chiefs at home, we ultimately lost the game. We as in the Patriots, uh, but Nikhil Harry fumbled out of the end zone that game. So uh added to the list of why I wasn't a huge fan of him. Oh, he also dropped a punt against Kansas city. I forget which game that was. Yeah, that was, I think the, I think that was the last straw with, with the uh, Nikhil Harry experiment Yeah, uh, for, for Patriots fans uh, alike. So 
uh, glorified tight end in my experience. But uh, nonetheless, moving on, Carolina Panthers seem like they, they're playing with a more chip on their shoulder, obviously losing McCaffrey, firing that rule. Um, Brian Burns didn't get moved either, which was a surprising move. But uh, two and six going into what looks like a depleted Cincinnati Bengals offense. That line looks terrible. They had a horrendous performance on Monday night against the Browns. Uh, I will let you start with this one. Yeah, it's good to see uh, Carolina at least putting up points. Like that has to be at least a lot more enjoyable uh, as a fan of you know the worst team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, with PJ Walker just slinging it, but uh, I like the Bengals um, to get one back after that horrid loss. Um, I think they're still still going to hang in there. Still going to get you know right around ten wins. So I like them to get one here. Yeah, I just hope that uh, the Bengals can their offensive line can keep Burrow healthy because I mean he's just been mauled year after year with that team, and um, you know he's such a talented quarterback, but uh, a quarterback you know, to a less extent is really as good as their line um, in the long run. So hopefully they can figure that out, but I'm going with Cincinnati as well. I just think on talent, you know, on paper, they're more talented and they need a big rebound week this game. Moving on uh, green Bay Packers, three and five going against the one and six Detroit lions Lions seem to get their offense back on track last week. The Packers definitely have been sliding. Um, it, you know, they, they showed a little resilience in that Sunday night game in Buffalo. And I like to, to kind of see that out of the Packers. It's not, it's not good to see, you know, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, you know, not do well. And ultimately uh, if they weren't there at the end uh, in the playoffs, that's going to, you know, just not be great for the NFL overall, in my opinion. So hopefully one, if not both of them turn it around Uh, I'm going with the Packers this week, but I think this is going to be a close game. I think the Lions have the offensive firepower to keep up. However, I think the Packers defense is going to win this for Green Bay in Detroit. Yeah, I think there's about 28 teams that if uh, the Packers are playing, I'd take them. This is one of the couple that, uh, you know, I'm going to ride with the Packers on. Uh, the Detroit Lions threw in the towel again on this year and have succumbed to the rebuild. Jared Goff's going to be gone after this year. They just traded away their best player, uh, TJ Hawkinson, him or DeAndre Swift, uh, but one of the best young tight ends for virtually nothing in return. Um, so that's just a sign of a team that's just okay with it being a long-term rebuild. I like the Packers to get one here on the road. A lot of road teams. Um, yeah. Four or five I've picked so far. So Not this one for me. Uh, no. Indianapolis Colts uh, just fired their offensive coordinator. It seems like their head coach is the one making the offensive play calls, but you're not going to fire yourself. So I get it. They made the move to Sam Ellinger did not look uh, great. You know, he looked, looked like a new quarterback. Um, However, it took a Washington late drive to get back in that game Uh, going into Foxborough four and four, New England Patriots coming off a, a win in MetLife against the Jets. Uh, I'm here. I'll, I'll eat my words. Uh, obviously picked against the Pats last week. Did not go in my favor. I didn't feel great about that win. They played a terrible quarterback in Zach Wilson. But Mac showed a little, you know, showed a little something there. Played a little better in the second half. But – it was close to being a 17 to three game. 
uh, with that pick six getting called back from roughing the passer. So uh, I don't feel great about the Patriots' future. However, I do like them. I think they're favored by six and a half, um, and I, I like them to cover. I, I do think they they make Sam Ellinger look silly and they win uh, pretty convincingly. Yeah, I like to think, uh, you know, some karma came at you um, for, for taking them. I don't know what you were thinking, bro. It's the Jets. Come on now. Yeah, the Jets will be the Jets. Oh, but, yeah, um, I, this is a cold scene that's all, you know, same sort of boat as uh, as Detroit, just kind of reeling. Uh, I don't know how long Frank Reich stays. Uh, Sam Ellinger is going to throw, for, you know, probably three interceptions, just like Zach Wilson. Um, and, it, and it won't take much of a, an offensive effort, I think, to get this one done. So I got the, uh, I got my team to to win this uh, this week. Good, good. We're in agreement there. Moving on, Buffalo Bills six and one, uh, going into MetLife facing the five and three New York Jets. Uh, the Jets uh, recently acquired James Robinson after losing Brees Hall to an ACL injury. Uh, I mean, I, I just don't see how the Bills lose this game. I think they didn't even play that well last Sunday night, and they still, uh, w- you know, <laughs> looked like they were dominating that game. So uh, I'm going the Bills here, pretty easy pick in my mind. Yeah, me too. Um, I actually think there's a chance that the Jets keep this interesting for a period of time. It just kind of feels like one of those games, even though the Bills are clearly better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like the Bills play a lot of these games sometimes almost to just like, be fun to watch um so i feel like this one could be one uh where you know jets score a couple couple flaky you know kind of flea flicker maybe type stupid plays to make it interesting uh but i like the bills on the road these next four games um not not as easy as the uh first few we picked uh, um i feel like we're gonna have some some different picks in here but without further ado las vegas raiders coming off probably their worst yeah, loss yeah. Oh, I did. Anyways, yeah, this one isn't as hard, but it makes you think. Minnesota Vikings six and one going into Washington, playing the Commanders at four and four. Tyler, uh, Taylor Haneke, he's a fun player to watch. I, I, he's got the grit. He's got the fight. Uh, I like the Vikings, especially acquiring uh, T.J. Hawkinson to. To go in here, uh, they did lose Irv Smith Jr., uh, who you know seemed like he fit in that offense pretty well. But I think the Vikings number one are playing a matinee game. It's not prime time, uh, and they're more talented on paper. They seem like they're winning those close games as opposed to last year. They seem to find a way to lose them. I think this is going to be another close game, but I do like the the Vikings this one and a rebuttal game for Kirk and his former team. Yeah, um, I yeah, I think they've won five, five of six wins have been one score games. Uh, but I, I kind of go back to the old adage of uh, you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take. Uh, and I'm not in first place for no reason. <laughs> so uh, this is a game where I'm hammering commanders at home. I should have taken them against the freaking Packers two weeks ago. Uh, this is my opportunity for, against another NFC North team. Hammer Washington commanders. Uh, to beat the six and one Minnesota Vikings. All right, one for one, different. Moving on, Las Vegas Raiders off a pretty bad loss, probably the worst loss they could probably have this year against the New Orleans Saints down in New Orleans. Uh, two and five going into 
the two and six Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, this was a very tough one for me. I think the Raiders bounce back. Uh, I think the Jags keep this close. I think the Raiders might even trail this game. I could see some late game heroics. They, they are getting Darren Waller back, hopefully. It uh, seems like he's on pace to play this game, which is huge for them. So uh, I, I don't think – if you don't respond now, then your season's dead. So I like the Raiders uh, in a close one against the Jags. Uh, I think Josh McDaniels is not necessarily playing for his job in this, but if they get beat like they did against the New Orleans Saints, uh, he's playing for his job. So um, I like I, – I can't believe they benched Derek Carr. I guess it's just because it was out of reach and they just wanted to get Stidham some reps. I don't know. Um, but I love Derek Carr. Uh, don't think Josh McDaniels is a good head coach unless, you know, he turns it around here. But uh, give me the Raiders on the road. Okay. Moving on to the 4 o'clock slate, 4.05. The first place in the NFC West, Seattle Seahawks beat a 6-1 and one, or 5-3. and three. Did I say 5-3 and three Seahawks? Seems like I did. They beat the 6-2. and now two New York Giants in Seattle last week. Big win for Seattle. Going into Arizona, um, obviously with DeAndre Hopkins getting back into the lineup, getting more reps. Their offense seems to be a little bit rejuvenated. Uh, I'll let you start with this one. Yeah, it's a tough one, and I can't say I have like really strong feelings one way or another, but Seattle's on a three-game win streak. Uh, and they're and they're just rattling off convincing dubs against Cardinals three weeks ago, Chargers two weeks ago, and then the Giants. Like these are these are serious wins uh, rolling. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the train rolling um, with Seattle on the road. Yeah, I I actually like the Cardinals this game. Um, I think Seattle's defense has definitely been uh, slept on, in my opinion. It's very young. Pete Carroll's got these guys energized. Geno Smith is, I mean, probably comeback player of the year. I, I Unanimous. Yeah, I, I don't know who else you put in that uh, in that position other than him. Did you say comeback though? If he didn't, no injury. He just like yeah. Had... I mean, I don't know what what the you know Jameis was definitely a favorite at that, but obviously with his injury uh, this year, it doesn't look promising for him. I don't know if an injury plays – I don't know how much that weighs into the decision of who wins that award, but uh, I, I like the Cardinals this week. I, I, I've been big on the Seahawks, and, you know, I think this is going to be a close game, but I like that NFC West to be close. Um, I, I just – I think the Cardinals can score enough points to win this game at home, uh, and maybe their defense can make a few plays like they did uh, on that Thursday night game against New Orleans. So – Gonna ride with uh, the Cardinals here. Yeah, and it's hard to it's hard to beat a team twice, especially within a four week stretch. So uh, if they win, it I, I'm not I won't be surprised if the Cardinals win, but um, I like the Seahawks to keep it rolling. So okay, two uh, four twenty five slot. Uh, there's only two four o'clock games this week. Uh, two very desperate teams at this point: the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams, who whose offensive line is so bad they literally don't run the ball. Cam Akers, Darnell, Henderson, fantasy owners, I feel for you. Um, going into Tampa, uh, Tom Brady team, that's three and five. It doesn't feel right. Uh, they did just lose Shaquille Barrett to 
a ACL season ending injury. That's huge. Um, I I'm going with the bucks here. I think Tom, you know, it's kind of more so, I mean, they're both fortunate to be in divisions that are close in records, especially the bucks in that NFC South. But uh, I, I think this is a needed game for both. I think, you know, Cooper cup got injured late in uh, the 49ers Rams game. And I just don't think the Rams have it this year. I really don't. And I think the bucks maybe can salvage something and they know that division's right there. The 49ers are just way better of a team than the Rams. Uh, but nonetheless, I'm going with the Buccaneers here. Yeah. I'm not sure which, uh, which Super Bowl team uh, Rams or Bengals looks worse. Uh, which which team has a worse Super Bowl hangover. And it'll be interesting to see if either of them make it back to the postseason, which would be crazy. I, I, would, mm-hmm. I bet that's a long time since that's happened. Um, I think the Bucks get it done. I think Tom is just keeping in mind I'm a game out of first place in this division. He doesn't care what his regular season record is as long as they're getting hot at the right time. Um, and I think that's enough. I mean, look, he's, he's a competitor. Now he has nothing to worry about. No nope. personal life. So um, one of these times they're going to get it going and get hot. So give them, give them uh, the bucks at home here. Yeah. I, I, I thought, you know, when Julio Jones was kind of your, your safety net there late in the, sh- late in the game uh, on Thursday night, it feels like you got issues, but they start out strong, scored on their first two possessions, but ultimately couldn't make uh, much more happen offensively. Moving on to the Sunday night game. Um, the Tennessee Titans five and two going into the Kansas city chiefs at five and two at Arrowhead. Uh, I'm just going to keep this brief. Kansas city, I think wins by two to three touchdowns here coming off a bye. Andy Reid's record is ridiculous off a bye. whether it's Malik Willis or Ryan Tannehill. Uh, if the chiefs get up early, this game's going to be over by half. So I'm going with Kansas city. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and what's funny is the Titans are handily five and two, and, and like very easily going to win this division. And as of now, they are uh, negative in plus minus uh, for you know like points for yep. points against. So um, yeah, this is definitely one that they that they don't win, uh, but they're still going to win the division by two or three games. Yeah, tough division there. Uh, moving on to the Monday night game. Interesting one. Baltimore Ravens at five and two. They just acquired Roquan Smith. That's a big pickup for them. Uh, going into New Orleans, uh, that place is always rocking for primetime games. But I do like the Ravens to to win here. Uh, I just think they're the better team on paper. Andy Dalton, not really sure, even if Jameis plays. I just I don't see an event where the Saints win this game. Uh, so I'm going with the Ravens here. Yeah, me too. And I'm really, I mean, they're coming off a, a good win, even if it was a, a bad loss by Las Vegas. It's still a, a good win, and their offense has been looking a lot better. Um, so I can see it being a little bit of a, a little bit of a shootout. Um, and, and wouldn't be shocked if the Saints get on a little bit of a run here. But uh, give me the Ravens on the road on Monday night as well. Okay, so I believe we have. Just two, I think. Right. The uh, I Vikings. The Cardinals. Yeah. Oh, okay. Vikings. Commanders. 
Seahawks and Cardinals. So hopefully we can uh, make up some ground here on the Kevin Henry team, uh, working hard at it, you know, two and a half back. Uh, got a lot of work to do. Got to look in the mirror. Uh, got to get back to the drawing board, see where we can, uh, you know, really tighten up all the bolts on our end and, uh, you know, make this, make this team uh, go far here. You know, we're right there. We've been fighting all, all weeks and uh, a lot of time left after this week, we will be officially past halfway of the NFL season, which is always crazy. It always flies by, but Connor, any closing remarks on your end? Just a quick question. What is the biggest lesson that you learned in week eight? Um, I think, you know, you're starting to see the great teams from the good. Not that we didn't know that already. And you'll definitely know by Thanksgiving, but, uh, you're learning about a lot of teams that had a lot of a promise going into this year. And, um, you know, like the Broncos, I just don't think they're going to figure it out. I I think I learned that the, the Cowboys are going to be a, a real contender here along with the 49ers. I think those two stepped up because I wasn't sure who was in line to dethrone the Eagles, but they haven't, you know, the Eagles haven't been truly tested yet either, in my opinion. So that might come back to fire them. And uh, lastly, I think the NFC South is one of the worst divisions we've seen in a long time. Uh, we, I don't think we expected it to be this bad, but a surprising team in there, the Atlanta Falcons at four and four. And lastly, I think the Panthers showed a lot of poise and resilience um, due to their coach being fired. And PJ Walker looks like uh he has some promise if he can keep stringing along a few games. Yeah. Yeah. I think those are great points. And, and the only thing I'll leave you with in addition, uh, the really main thing I was trying to hammer home was that uh, you just don't take the jets over the Patriots. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not too fond of this Patriots team right now. I, I think uh, there's still a lot of holes, but yeah, you had to get that last dig in. Uh, I, I'll circle these next two as wins for the Patriots. Uh, off their bye playing the Jets but after that uh, as Patriots fans I'm not sure you you feel great about the future of this season and um, that's all I'm going to say not going to be too much of a Debbie Downer but that's not what I hope happens but I Mac Jones man just needs to figure it out so does the team collectively he will all right all right Thanks, Connor. All right, bro. Bye. <laughs> One episode down as, as a co-host, fifth fifth overall. Uh, you're not a you're not a feature. You're not a guest anymore. You're 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 with Buzzstock. You're you're now in the Ring of Honor. Um, we definitely miss JMO, but uh, the show must go on. Uh, but how you how you feeling? I'm buzzing. I'm talking. I'm getting warmer. You know, th- today was fun. We're flu gaming and I had a blast. You know, I think we're getting loose. So I do want to say every time I want to say, and I'm still not sure how this works because we got, um, you know, Kev's the puppet master, but we love to hear the feedback. We'd love to hear what you guys think. Um, you'll leave us a comment, drop us a like, like, comment, subscribe, send us a nude, whatever it is. <laughs> Just uh, we're happy to be here. We're having a lot of fun. It's crazy to me that it's that Ron that I'm on my fifth episode. I mean, I tell Kev every weekend or every week that, you know, these fly. Um, and it seems like it's Tuesday every day. So 
really happy to be here. Really excited uh, for the future. And just, just, I think we're getting looser and looser and having more fun. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully everyone had a good Halloween, uh, Matt excited for our journey together. Uh, we got a lot more in store. Consistency is key. Uh, and I think 2023 is going to be, uh, a great year. So, uh, for everyone out there, thank you. Another episode down. We appreciate you. Uh, we'll, we'll get back to you on Wednesday of next week. It's November. It's fall. Let's go, Pats. Need another big win. Have a good Let's day. Let's go, Pats. Oh, we're buzzing. And we're talking. Oh, we're buzzing. And we're talking. Buzz talk. Buzz talk.